What's good, everyone? It's your host, Darmonte, and welcome back to What Women Want. Today's guest I'm excited to have on. I was introduced to his blog po post a few months back, which is amazing, and he's here to talk about you know his growth as a man and a partner's relationships. So without further ado, uh, let's welcome Cree. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, excited to have you on. You know, uh, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, this episode. I, mean, I appreciate it. You know, just from listening to the pod myself, you've had a lot of great guests, great topics, and I'm just I'm honored to be a part of it. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, you know, how you holding up during the quarantine? Uh, pretty good, man. You know, some days are better than others, but uh, overall, I've been doing well. Blessed to still be working remote. Uh, mm. Girl, staying with me. Um, we've been doing okay. long. Yeah, we've been doing long distance and stuff, but you know, just with everything going on, we thought it was better if she stayed with me, close to our family, and uh, just easier for both of us to survive. So that that makes it a thousand times better. No, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, um, you know, I'm here. I'm here alone. Um, but no, I, I kind of utter your sentiments. Definitely, you know, uh, you know, blessed to still be working, obviously remotely. Um, but no, all is well, all is well. Are y'all um at that point where you kind of need the space, or is it has it been running pretty smooth? Ah, uh, we we got to that point early on. L luckily, like you know, so um, my apartment is relatively sizable. I have like bi level and um, mm -hmm. four rooms like total. Okay. Uh, so you know, like we kind of split it up. It, honestly, she kind of had to to kind of tell me about the space thing. Surprisingly, like you know, <laughs> she was like, you know, like hey, we don't have to do everything together. Like some, you know, sometimes I'll just do something on my own, and you can do your own thing. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, once we, you know, once we, me and her, are pretty good with communication and stuff. So once we kind of had that sit down and talked about it, things things been going well. I kind of take my space, she take hers. We dedicate time to be together and stuff. So uh, that yeah, that probably was like maybe one of the first I say two to three weeks that started happening. But now we're okay. really good. So you know, they say it's better to get it out the way early, you know, and then you know, right. smooth sailing from there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's one. That's one good thing I see happening here, man. We're learning a lot about cohabitation with each other. And that's key. I always say, you know, I, I spent like a little stint living with an ex. Um, I think you really get to learn a lot about a person when you actually are living together. You know, you pick up each other's habits. You see the habits that you probably don't see on a day to day basis. So, you know, it's definitely a big growing experience in a relationship for sure. Definitely. It's, it's much different than, you know, just staying a weekend or staying a night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those small things that might get to you, like just. You know, maybe putting the ketchup in the fridge rather than the cabinet. Would like you might just have a preference of where you like it to put something you start. Yeah, to yeah. Like. Are you are you a are you a fridge uh, ketchup or are you the uh, cabinet? All right, so I'm gonna be honest, man. Like it says, refrigerate after open. Like I don't yeah. like cold ketchup. I don't like cold ketchup, but I'm just like if I want to preserve the ketchup, I feel like that's what got that's what has to be done. <laughs> exactly. I feel the same way. I'm a. I'm I'm more refrigerator guy. When I see it in the cabinet, I'm kind of like, wait, this, yeah, this doesn't seem right. You know? Right. I'm like, is that a fresh bottle or where? Yeah. where how does this get here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's fine. I'm the same way with hot sauce too. I like my hot sauce in the refrigerator. I don't know why. Everything once I open it up, I just put it on the refrigerator. But hot sauce. I'm a cabinet guy with the hot sauce. Okay. 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 <laughs> Um, so yeah, let, let's get into your blog post. So I guess, you know, kind of for starters, um, you know, what kind of drew you, um, to creating a blog, you know, your blog is very, you know, open, honest, you know, vulnerable, relatable, um, on a lot of different levels. So what kind of, you know, brought you to that, um, and made you take that step forward? Um, I'll say, uh, it's kind of a few different parts, but you know, I'm going to kind of branch out and then bring it together. So mm -hmm. 
you know, one part I would say um, most recently is probably therapy. I started going to therapy a little over a year ago. Um, what drove me to start going to therapy was just like seeing different parts of myself that I didn't understand, like certain emotions, certain thoughts that I just would kind of grasp. Nothing like I don't think it's abnormal, but just things I'm like, you know, rather if it was anger or relationships with like my, my father or past relationships, just mm-hmm. didn't quite grasp them, you know. So I was like, you know, like let me check out therapy. Everybody on Twitter was talking about, oh, my therapist this and my therapist that. I'm like, all right, this is too hot. Let me, <laughs> let me see what this is about. But um, mm-hmm. going to therapy, you know, that's what kind of started, like, just talking to my therapist a lot. And, you know, my therapist was, like, very understanding woman. Like, she was really, really nice, really cool, easy to talk to. Um, like, I wouldn't even say, like, younger middle-aged black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking to her, she started to kind of recommend like outlets, you know what I mean? Like certain outlets, like certain, like she, she liked what I had to say when we were talking our sessions and she was like, yeah. you should find a podcast, maybe writing or videos or YouTube, something. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I used to write like early on, early college, late high school on dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I stopped cause I just, I was like, oh, that's not really my lane. Um, yeah. So that, that was one part. And another part, probably, I would just say, you know, when I was uh, probably early on, probably like when I was around like 25, um, which isn't that long ago, but when I was around 25, <laughs> I feel like my mindset started to change a little bit. Like a lot of the stuff I would do when I was like a little bit before 25 and throughout college, I was like, yo, why does this stuff kind of like, it's not cool anymore. Like it bothers yeah. me. You mm-hmm. know, kind of those two things put together like me going to therapy she's saying to express how i feel and me having these thoughts as i got a little older i just would just kind of write it out and it would become what you what you read today you know yeah yeah it's it's a definitely a, an amazing you know amazingly formulated you know group of thoughts i will say you know when i read it i, I kind of feel like i feel like you do a good job of you know giving your perspective but Maybe it's just because we're both black men living a, a very similar walk of life, but um, you know, it feels very relatable at the same time. Um, it's kind of like how when I hear women, you know, discuss insecure, and they're like, "Oh my God, this kind of feels." When I read your stuff, I, I kind of get that same that same connection. Um, but no, and also I guess the the therapy thing. I, I definitely I, I saw one of your articles. Um, I don't remember the title, but it was I guess referencing you know going to therapy. I think it was like, uh, I see right here how mental health hype beast got me, you know, on a therapist couch. Um, and and it's, it's, it's interesting because I always see that. And I feel like, especially in our generation, there's a lot of, um, there's a push, there's a push for mental health, a push for, you know, us to step outside of our comfort zones and, you know, addressing the issues that, you know, sometimes plague us, you know, for generations on, you know, and kind of un, unworking and unpacking those traumas. So you know, I commend you on that. And I definitely, I keep saying this, but I'm I'm a once quarantine's up, I'm a, I'm gonna set myself up with a therapist and you know give it a shot. Ah man, definitely, I would definitely say so, man. Like even you know even if you, I would say even look into like uh, what's it called, Talkspace. Like you mm-hmm. know, uh, I think it's like virtual. Like you can virtual like texting. Like even now, me and my therapist, we we just, we've been doing like you know virtual FaceTime. Well, not FaceTime, but like just virtual. Um, I have a nurse practitioner. She's like kind of like my psychiatrist. Um, mm-hmm who helps out with certain things, me and her, we've been, we've been doing, you know, virtual meetings because she, uh, she's based out of New York. So I'm in Philly. So like, you know, all of our conversations have been like virtual via phone, via like laptops. I mean, you know, but again, I'm never one to tell anybody you need to go to therapy. Like that's not my role. (laughs) We've encouraged people like, yo, maybe you feel like it's something you're interested in. Like it's, 
you know, it's one of those things that people say, you know, like it's never the right time until mm-hmm. you make it the time. Like that's just exactly. Of, you know what I mean? So, um, but no, nah, man, I definitely appreciate you. You know, you liking the writings and everything. You know, I just I always tell people I write for myself. Like I write mm-hmm. to myself, and um, yeah, I guess the reason why it's so understandable, so relatable, is because like I. If I can't, if I can't understand how other people, you know, so when I write it up, I make sure it makes sense. So I'm like, I'm almost talking to myself, like I'm Mm -hmm. my thoughts until they make sense. And then I'm like, all right, well, hopefully this this helps other people. Cool. And if it doesn't, it helped me. And that was kind of the main goal. So, you know, I'm I'm happy you you relate to it. A hundred percent. I kind of feel the same way with the podcast. You know, I went into it and people always ask me, like, do you want to grow into this massive thing? Is it, you know, something that, you know, you want to like make into a career? And I, and literally I kind of utter the same sentiments. I always say it's kind of just something that I want to do, something that I'm interested in the conversations. I always enjoy, you know, just speaking to people and, and, you know, being able to, you know, get a perspective and, and dating is something that I feel, especially in this kind of, you know, age group we're in, everyone's always talking about it. Everyone's dealing with it. Everyone, I feel like it's like the commonality um, right. between everyone, but everyone has a unique perspective within it. So um, it's just something that, like I said, you know, I enjoy doing it. And if one person listens to it and finds value, I feel, you know, like job well done. And if a million people, you know, kind of will feel the same way. Um, you know, so it's, it's very similar to your writing. It's just an outlet, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's talk the, uh, the first blog post I saw was confessions of a fuck boy. So you kind of want to, you know, take us, you know, to where your mind was when you wrote this and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of a brief overview elevator pitch of what it's about. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, you know, when I wrote confessions of an ex fuck boy, it was about, I'm trying, I actually wrote it. Ironically, I was on a plane coming back from a vacation with my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> and, um, I was, I, I just, I wrote, I literally wrote it out, like, on the, like, I don't think we were on a, I think we were landing, like, it was probably 15 minutes, and this isn't a wow. it just was like, yeah. just, just kind of how it, how it happened, just flowed, and mm-hmm. I, she was kind of looking over my shoulder, and she was like, yeah, all I see is you saying something like, I love women, and she was like, <laughs> so I know you do your thing, but that kind of caught my eye, so, like, she read it eventually, and she, she helped me edit it, too, but, um, mm-hmm. So, so the article is just about basically, um, it's me more so talk. I think some people take it as an apology to women when not necessarily is that it's me more sort of call to action to men like myself, young men, or even older men who can reflect on kind of their wrongdoings as far as like miscommunications, even going as far as saying manipulations when it comes to their relationship with women, like just, Mm -hmm. just. We, you know, we, we were raised to be players and like get as many girls as we can and, and, and play mind games and everything else that we're taught and just kind of saying like, yo, like kind of wake up and see what we're doing and do better. Yeah. Um, and just kind of explaining how I got to that point and where I'm at now, what I choose to do to kind of like show those actions like, hey, like this is what I used to do and. It's wrong of me, but now I know. And now that I know, I have to do better. Because if I don't, then I'm I'm maliciously doing these acts now. And that's even worse than, you know, doing it without knowing. Exactly. exactly. I think that what they say in the Bible is like the greatest sin is not the sin, but the to know that you're doing wrong and continue doing wrong is like it really, it really at a fault. Um, but also I saw you mention in the article you were saying like, you know, you kind of alluded to like Steve Harvey, how like people look at him as a man basher. 
Um, and that's right. not kind of what your goal is here. But no, I do think it is important, like you said, when you do recognize you are you know, being manipulated or just doing something that's not right um, to, you know, kind of change that narrative. And if, you know, guys feel like you're stepping on their toes, you know, I guess it's, you know, so be it. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, and that's never what I want to do. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be the guy like, ladies, expect better from your yeah. man. <laughs> that's not me. Like, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still with the homies. Like, I'm still down, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you, if you like I said, if you know better, do better. Like, we can mm-hmm. still... You can still be homies. You can still date. You can still date, like do your thing. Just be, like just be right about it. You know what I mean? Just exactly. Be, I just like oh, and kind of what you said before. Like you said, unlearning certain behavior. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that was actually before I came up with that article. I think that was the original title was like unlearning toxic behavior or something like that. Like mm-hmm. it's just based on like, a lot of things we learned. It's not necessarily our our fault. It's that what we were taught. You know what I mean? We exactly. We, we were younger dudes was talking about like, oh you yo, you get any chicks yet? You 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 get any pussy yet? Like whatever. And you're and you might be like twelve years old. And you're like, I don't mm-hmm. I ain't really thinking about that yet, but is that's what I'm supposed to be doing? So then as time progressed, you just getting all this mentality that's how you're supposed to move. And I'm like, yo, okay, we we did wrong. All right, we all did our wrong. But now we know better. Mm-hmm. At least let's stop teaching the wrong. Can we at least do that? Can we not teach it no more? Like that's exactly. All, you know, so yeah. No, for sure. I, I completely agree with you. Um so let, let's get into this here. So I guess just for starters, for someone who's just say someone who doesn't understand what it means. So wh- how would you define a fuckboy? What, what, what do you think a fuckboy is or, you know, what are fuckboy tendencies um, in your in your opinion? Uh, I would just say it's like typically a manipulator. Um, and that manipulation might, like I said, might be it might be malicious. It might be unconscious. Um, I would just say it's like, you know, person that plays on heartstrings, plays mind games, almost mm-hmm. like typical teenage to early 20s male sometimes it could be 30 40 or 50 year old male like yeah yeah. (laughs) it it can go higher you know way higher but um i think i that's what kind of what i just sum it up to just Mm -hmm. to like you like you know like i said just like a a player playing games like you know just 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 still in the game of getting as many women as you can keep anybody that follows rules like your bottom bitch or you got your Mm -hmm. side and all that kind of stuff that just goes into it. That's what I would kind of define it as. No, definitely. And kind of, you made, you made a good point where it's like the, we're taught like as, as men, we're taught to be a, a good man and to be a, a, a stand up man is kind of to be a fuck boy, you know, like you're, you are rewarded and you're, you're, you know, praised for being the guy who has sex with a lot of women who, you know, has a lot of girls on his line, who, who's able to, you know, have women emotionally attached to them, but for them to be emotionally detached, you know, I feel like that's just stuff as young men growing up, that's just like, that's the right thing. You know, it's just kind of like when you grow up and, you know, you eat McDonald's all the time, you know, vegetables seem like a bad thing when the reality is a good thing for you. And we kind of just do the same thing with dating. We like have this fast food mentality of, you know, our relationships. Um, and I, I definitely agree with you that it, it's, it's, it's something we have to unlearn because that's the, that's the standard. Um, right. And like I said, I don't, I don't think any man, and I don't want to say any man, but I would say 90% of men who grow up, you know, in America or probably around the world are fuck boys at some point or have fuck boy tendencies because that's what we are <laughs> or what, what we're taught. 
that's what we say. You know, we say like boys will be boys or let them get it out of their system or mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you know, but at, at an extent, you got to be accountable for your actions. You know what I mean? You got to got to recognize what you're doing. For sure. For sure. For sure. So what were some of like the you know, motivating factors that made you want to change some of your, you know, fuck boy problematic behaviors? Like, was there kind of oh. like a, a moment that hit you? You were like, damn, I can't be treating women like this no more. Yo, I would say it was, man. Like, ironic. Like, it's funny. I recently saw something, like, maybe within the last year or two, and it says, it, and I wish I had, like, a credible source. I don't know where I saw it, but it was, <laughs> said, it said, like, it said, like, uh, like men's brains don't fully develop until, like, 25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mind yeah. you, I think I was, like, 27, maybe going on 20, I mean, 26, maybe going on 27. So... Mm-hmm. And it's funny when I read that, and I'm like, "Yo, 25 is when things like really got real for me." And um, and I would say that I remember when um when I turned 25 around that year, I started thinking differently, man. Don't don't get me wrong, I was still like I was still wild, like yeah. I, I, it wasn't an overnight change. Yeah. But, <laughs> but my mindset was a little different. Like I I, I would I kind of felt bad about things, which never happened. Mm-hmm. Like I used to I used to almost brag about it, like man, like. People talk about having a conscience. I'm good. Like, I'll be yeah. good. But it'll be certain things like, hey, man, she seemed really upset about that. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so uh, I would say some of my first acts about that probably were me, like, you know, like I said, me just kind of listening more, being more considerate what women were saying to me and kind of just take, instead of just letting it bounce off of me, I was absorbing it a little more, like list, actually listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, even someone from like way from my past, we end up like maybe having like cordial friendships and things like that, or just, just acquaintances. And we, if we talked about the past and how things went, instead of me being in denial or oh, just writing them off as crazy or whatever else, I would actually like hear them out now. Like it made sense. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I ain't never realized that's what I did. Like I, I <laughs> like that didn't, it didn't really click before mm-hmm. that. And then from there, you know, I just kind of started owning up. And it was just kind of a slow progress from there. But, yeah, just thinking things differently, man. It's like just literally my thought process slowly changed to kind of where it is now. And it's still changing, mind you. But, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the same boat. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of where you're – I feel like you're a little further in the, in the journey than me. But, you know, I, I feel maybe a few years ago I was just very, like, very, you know, self – self-driven where it was like if i wanted something i get it and you know if there was some collateral damage on the way to you know you know kind of pursuing a woman it was like whatever but now it's like you know as i'm getting older and i'm you know above that 25 year old threshold you know i do feel like i'm i'm just a little bit more a little bit more conscious of you know how my energy is being received or like my vibe or you know my actions um but you know like you said it's not something that i'm completely resolved of i definitely probably have you know women that would 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 still go against my my growth but you know i definitely feel like at least it's like a thought in my mind and the actions are you know soon to follow but it is definitely a journey it's it's hard to like those 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 years man we've been doing this for Mm -hmm. over two decades you know exactly exactly to stop stop overnight cold turkey but like i said but even with some things that we maybe can't stop fully just because it's so embedded into our dna at this point we can Mm -hmm. at least teach it. You know what I mean? It's almost going to, to your thing like, yo, we might have grew up eating McDonald's because that's all moms could feed us or that's all we wanted, blah, blah, blah. And even now, like, all right, we're more health conscious. We still do a little sloppy eating. Maybe not McDonald's, but we yeah. we still we still might be too much Chick-fil-A here and there, whatever it might be. 
But now when you now if you have kids, you know, like, all right, I might not even feed my kids fast food that much. Like I might just give them something more organic or more greens than I had when I was a kid. Introduce mm-hmm. things like that. Like now that we know, we might have can't change it with ourselves, but we at least can change it with the next generation. Follow. No, for sure. It's funny. I was actually just listening to an interview today. Uh, with Kenya Bears, he was talking about you know Black AF. I don't know if you watched it on Netflix, um, but oh, okay, okay, yeah, it's, it's it's great. But um, he was he was mentioning how you know I forgot where he he quoted where it was from, but basically to unlearn generational curses or just generational trends, it takes about three generations to fix it. You know, um, so I feel like the the growth that I think we're seeing with our generation, like I said, the you know, more accepting of going to therapy and just being more conscious of, you know, who we are and our, our emotions and our feelings. I think it'll be something that, you know, eventually maybe our kids' kids will be steps and leaps and bounds ahead. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's definitely something, you know, we're looking forward to. And something like you said, we have to, maybe we can be 100% the, the fix, but, you know, we can definitely teach it um, and, you know, kind of implement that. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, so how has, you know, your adjusting to communication behaviors benefited you? And you're, I guess you're in a relationship now, but I guess, did you, before you got into this relationship, did you have a chance to kind of, you know, navigate this, you know, kind of new found kind of consciousness in your, you know, kind of just normal dating life? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, before, so before my relationship, which I think that. Uh, before my relationship, my communication was better. wasn't great. Okay. wasn't great. You know what I mean? Especially because, like, um, so I had a previous, I had a previous relationship, and that was my communication was okay, I would say, but mm-hmm. that was before I really got into my therapy bag, which I, where I got to like kind of explore my own thoughts and emotions. So back then, I would kind of harbor things. I wouldn't really talk them out. Really wouldn't know how to. Mm-hmm. And then after that relationship, when I got back into the dating game. Um, I was, I was way better, like with communication than I was in my past, but since I was still dating, I wasn't fully transparent with people. And that's just because mm-hmm. I, I still was like, like I said, I was just really getting in therapy. I wasn't really sure what I should expose to people, what I shouldn't expose to them, things mm-hmm. like that. But you know, like as far as like, you know, talking to them, as far as like me dating, like I was talking about if I was dating other people, um, just let them know kind of more so about myself, uh, how I got to the point where I'm at, certain thoughts I had on a, on a typical basis. That's and, 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 um, and if they had problems with me, as far as like we had like a disagreement, I made sure mm-hmm. that we, we talked it out. Not like that was one thing I was I kind of started to push early. Like it, uh, like if 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 this a uh, if we don't see eye to eye, I don't really I don't really like the whole agree to disagree. I feel like that's very passive. Like when people say okay. that. Like, it, of course, it can be true in, in life, but like when people say that, it's kind of almost a write off. And it's like, yeah. no, I'd rather understand what you're saying. And yeah, I might not agree, but at least I fully comprehend your your point of view. You're just mm-hmm. seeing me deny it. You know, mm-hmm. that's really all it is. Like, so that's like if you say, oh, it's pronounced caramel. And I'm like, no, it's pronounced caramel. You're like, uh, I'm, we're going to agree to disagree. Yeah. No, nah. <laughs> we both say the same thing. You can say it one way and I say it another way. We both, yeah. like, it's not wrong. No one's wrong in this opinion, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I started to put that forth, and, like, with my relationship now, that's kind of the main thing. Like, um, you know, I try to just make sure we talk things out more, really take our time 
to speak like and um one thing I actually incorporated with my relationship now that was kind of new to any friendship relationship anything is uh check-ins I do regular mm-hmm. check with my girlfriend now so like uh-huh. Just like something I do on monthlies, and depending on how things are going, if we're really busy, I'll do them more frequently, just because we have had time to talk. And mm-hmm. it, it's really just we sit down and we'll just say like, "I like, hey, how? Wh- where's your mindset at? Like, where? You, wh- what's up with? Like, what's going on? And yeah. might, hey, I'm really busy, or hey, I've been feeling really neglected, or hey, I'm just super in love. Like, it, <laughs> like <it's laughs> the way, but we know like where our mindsets are, and that helps drive the communication between us. Yeah, absolutely. And and so let me ask you this in that in that, you know, communication funnel that you have in those check ins. How honest do you keep it or how honest do you expect it to be? Right. Because if it's like if if something is bothering you or something's on your mind or something's on her mind, do you have the, the you know comfortability to keep it all the way real or do you kind of scale it back so that you're not, you know, offending her in a certain way or vice versa? Um, I would say keep it all the way real. Now, the, okay. now the is though. This is now this kind of goes wording. When people say mm-hmm. it's kind of like what I said with the uh, agree to disagree. When people say keep it all the way real, that they they think that gives them right to be an, an asshole. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and it don't like it's not. That's not what it means. Like, yeah, that's not, that's not what it means. It's like it's like yo, you like my shoes? Yo, them shoes ugly as hell. Like no, you ain't had to say that, bro. You can say nah, I'm a fan. Like you could have kept a, a and done the same thing. So yeah. I say when I say keep it real, like. If, if something truly bothers me, like even now, like something really bothers me, mm-hmm. and she, know, she can she knows me well enough to know when I'm bothered. I'll yeah. say, she's like, hey, what's going on? And I'll say, uh, I'm kind of going through something. We can talk about it later, kind of when I formulate. And mm-hmm. she knows what that means now. She's like, all right, he's bothered, but he doesn't have a constructive way to let me know how he's bothered. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. When we check-ins, by the time when we have check-ins, like, I'll take time prior to the check-in. Like, we plan them out. We're like, hey, let's check in. have a check-in on Thursday. And it's Monday. Mm-hmm. So between that time, I'll actually figure out constructive ways to say how I feel. So mm-hmm. so it is honest. It's, it's straight-up honesty. But it's not brutal. It's not – and it's not sugar-coated either. It's like, yeah. hey, this is how I've been feeling. This is why I've been feeling this way. Or we'll say, this is how I've been feeling, and I don't know why I've been feeling this way. But it's just how I feel. And we, we talk it out. So, yeah, we keep it real, but we're not trying to, like, hurt nobody's feelings. Yeah, or like, crush each other, yeah. <laughs> keep it. Because the thing is, if you don't keep it real, like, then that's that's a part of miscommunication. Because, you know what I mean? Like, I could, it could be anything, like, I could say, yo, I don't I don't like you going out at 11 with your girlfriends. Because I don't, I, and then she say, wow, I'm like, oh, because I don't like your girlfriends. She going to think <laughs> I got a problem with her girlfriend. Well, really, I don't like her going out at 11 because it's just dangerous. Like, yeah. it might you're like, yo, honestly, it's more so because of danger, but I didn't really know how to say that, so I just blamed it on your girlfriends. I ain't like, yeah. like now, now, now it's problems. Like that, now they, mm-hmm. they mind, you not understanding. So yeah, now nah, we, we we keep it real. So in the heat of the moment, issues. So say if something's bothering you and you don't necessarily have that time to step away, um, do you allow for that, or do you do you kind of just go head on in the moment as well? It sounds like you kind of do. You both do a good job at like. If there's something on your mind, you'll be able to step away from it so you're not going to it, going into it too emotional. Um, yeah. But I guess in those emotional moments, how do you kind of navigate it? We, we just like, man, it's an understanding thing. And don't get me wrong. we It took time to get here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're still still working at it. You know, like we got, we kind of set up a, 
what can you say, like safety words, like keywords almost. Just like mm-hmm. if I'm thinking something, I'll typically say like I'm in my head, you know, and she knows what that means. She just knows like I'm kind of I'm going I'm just thinking a lot. Um, it could be good thoughts, bad thoughts, but I'm just kind of formulating. So when I say mm-hmm. oh, I'm right now, just give me some time. She knows what that means. Or if she's down and I'm like, what's wrong? You know, and I can kind of sense I'll be like, yo, you just just a down day. And she's like, yeah, just a down day. And mm-hmm. later we'll typically talk about it. Now, if it's a if it's an argument, if it's like some heat, then sometimes it like it takes a bit. You you gotta you kind of gotta be able to step back. Like you gotta kind of evaluate. Like it's it's hard. Like we'll we'll be mm-hmm. like kind of just in, in each other's faces. Like yo, you you're not really my favorite person right now. You kind of get <laughs> my nerves a little bit today. But somebody has to be the person to say, hey, I'm gonna go in the other room. I'll talk to you later. Like somebody kind of sure. yeah yeah. Like, yo, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to talk to you later. And then typically we'll, we'll kind of break, cool off a little bit. And then somebody, normally somebody's the bigger person to say, hey, can we talk? You know, like, yeah, yeah. talk. And then we'll sit down and we'll we'll hash it out. And emotions will still be there, of course, but we'll we'll get through it. And then we'll kind of understand. So, No, for sure. I think that's, a, that's like a trait that I think everyone kind of aspires to have in a relationship where – you know, you both can disagree. You both might, you know, dislike each other a lot at that moment, but you you both are mature enough not to allow it to, you know, go further as far as like, you know, damaging a relationship. Um, and I find that's what happens a lot where it's like something small that could easily be fixed. If you just step away for a moment, you kind of let it fester and let it build up and then you both blow up. And then now stuff, and even happens in friendships too, like stuff can be said that now you can't come back from it. You know, like it went from, you know, why didn't you do X to like your mom is this and that or whatever? And now it's like, all right, now 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 is the issue. It's deeper than what the whole the initial problem was, you know? Right. And, and you know, what, one thing I wrote about in one of my articles, and you know, one thing I always say is like, and, and it's not I always say it. People say this. I'm not gonna take credit, mm-hmm. but it's you know, you don't fight each other. You fight the issue. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's what we always got to keep in mind. Like, and, and that's something. I struggle with, so I push for that. Like, if something's really bothering me, I sit back and say, okay, what's bothering me? Like, because it's not Mm -hmm. her. Like, I'm not going to come at her. That's kind of how I avoid saying just insults. Because you say hurt somebody. Like, why why would I want to hurt her? Like, she, I I love her. You feel me? Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying. So I think, like, all right, what's what's really bothering me? Like, why, like, why do you got it? That's where you kind of got to dig deep. And sometimes you figure that out with talking it out. Like you'd be like, yeah. yo, what's this? I didn't like this. And then she's like, Oh, well, I did this because of this. I'm like, all right. So what I don't like is that. <laughs> like, it's, it's yeah. not, I don't like that. And then we're like, all right, cool. Well, at least now we know, like, let's fix that. And that's, mm-hmm. so that's kind of, it was always, don't attack each other, attack, attack the issue together. For sure. And I, and I think it's also important to recognize like what you're you know, looking to gain out of the conversation. Right. Because I think sometimes you get into points in relationships where it's like you start to fight, you're just arguing, just to argue like it just becomes like a it's almost like a hobby at some point. Where it's like y'all just arguing about everything. And it's like I feel like a good way to c- kind of combat that is like if you do have an issue, like recognize what is it that you're looking to gain? Do you want them to understand? Do you want them to just hear you out? Whatever the case is and kind of stick to that script. Cause I think a lot of times if you just go into it like you know, I'm just I'm just going, you know, show my guns and start shooting. Then you end up just shooting the whole clip and you're like, damn, I didn't even hit anything, you know? <laughs> um, so I think it's very important to recognize, like, okay, if this is the issue, I just want, you know, I want her to figure out, okay, this is why it bothered me. 
I don't have to go around and try to like belittle her or whatever the case. I just wanted to get this point and then move on. But I think a lot of times we don't really have clarity in what we want to get across. And that's when I think the, the conversations and arguments just start to fester and spill over in the days and weeks and then you know, hate each other and more stuff gets added on or whatever the case may be. But, um, but let me ask you this. Um, so I guess, you know, stereotypically speaking, right. Um, yeah. they say like women, you know, kind of teach men how to approach, you know, act appropriately in relationships or like women are generally more mature, um, you know, in your relationship, do you kind of feel like that's the truth or do you think it's more of like a personal journey? Do you think the, the woman, uh, you know, kind of matures the man in the relationships or is it something that just happens over time in a man's life? Um, or I guess it could be both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's a mixture of both, but I think generally <laughs> speaking, women mature faster than men. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, once again, there's another one of those scientific facts. I don't have any, uh, <laughs> I don't have any <laughs> up right now. But yeah. I'm pretty sure people can find it. But, you know, some mm-hmm. people say scientifically women mature faster than men. But I won't even talk about that. I'll talk about, you know, socially, we mm-hmm. kind of teach women to. You know what I mean? Like, as, like yeah. you said, teach men to 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 do all like you know get as many women as you can sow your seeds with everything like that but we teach women to be kind of motherly like nurturing and mm-hmm. take care of man and support the man and, and 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 you ain't nothing without a man that goes back to you know very old times like uh patriarchy and things like that i'm not gonna get into that bag but of course yeah. you know old traditions so 100%. I think women do tend to, you know, they do, they have to, they have to kind of grow up fast. And mm-hmm. that's just, so then with that being said, like they'll take care of their, their man because that's what they were kind of told to as men are out here doing whatever. So I do think, you know, typically because of those things, women do tend to like, you know, mature faster than men. And, and then that's mm-hmm. kind of, we're kind of told that so much. Now it's like expected. It's like expected. Like, uh, exactly. We're, yeah, it's, that, it's like what's that Ari Lennox line? Don't don't date these niggas till you're 43. Whatever, like yeah. it's <laughs> like it's like we tell we tell people that, and it's like like but it's like it shouldn't be that way. But that's what we mm-hmm. tell kind of how it is. For sure, and I definitely think it. I think it's maturity by experience, like you kind of said. I don't think it's like women just naturally have this like innate ability, which I do think they have more of a nurturing, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, nature than us, but like I think the maturity in relationships is just like taught. Like you said, from day one, they're playing with Barbies and like you know playing mom and family and this and that. So um, I definitely agree with you there. Um, now let me ask you know, as far as in your in your dating life, right, and kind of just to get back to where you're saying, like when you gain this like sense of consciousness, where you're like, okay, I don't want to be this guy anymore, and I'm, I'm working to you know kind of change these habits. Was there ever a sense of guilt that you had where you felt like like, damn, how did I do this? Or, you know, why did I let myself get to this point? Or was it kind of something that you, you kind of recognized and then kind of were able to move past? And if so, you know, did you ever have any conversations with the women you might have hurt? Um, at first, it was just kind of like a realization. I thought I could kind of start over from scratch. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm good. Like, hey, I want to do better. Do better. Like, uh <laughs> <laughs> then, like I said, I you know, as life progresses, you end up talking to people. You talk to people from your past. You talk to people that you dated, and then, mm-hmm. like, as you're seeming all happy go lucky, they're like kind of there to remind you, like, yo, nah, you you wasn't shit, bro. Like, yeah. they're kind of be. And then, like I said, I would listen now. So then I'll be like, oh, so like, really, tell me what happened. And 
they'll be upset. Like I told you five, ten times over the past so and so years. I'm like, okay, got you, but I'm here to listen today. Like if you can mm-hmm. please. And then that's when the guilt started. That's when I realized, like, you know what I mean? It's like no, no, no matter how much stuff you 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 tried, like you still you still got all that that dirt you did in the past. It's like uh, if you don't if you haven't caught on by now, I love analogies. I'm like the analogy king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you 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 watch Marvel at all? Like any of the Marvel films? Um, a little bit of them. Oh, uh, not. No, I got I, I got to catch up, bro. <laughs> well, listen, for the for the for the viewers, hopefully they can keep up. It's like Winter Soldier, yeah. like you know Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes. He's you know Captain America's homie. Like mm-hmm. he was he was a he was a like a spy for the enemy for years, and he was just killing people for decades. Once they yeah. finally broke him from the trance, and he was like, "Oh, I'm a good guy now." But you found out he was he killed mad people in the past, and he's like, "Dag, like I can't even try to be a hero now because I did so much bad for 30, 40 years." That's mm-hmm. How it feels like it's like I wake up and I'm like, all right, cool, it's time to be good. But it's like, nah, bro, you did all this. So when that happened, when I started talking to these women, they started kind of explaining things. And mind you, this still ha- this still happens to this day. Like it's not like I cleaned it all up. I had a conversation maybe three months ago with an ex of mine, like a long term ex, and she was just kind of explaining to me like, yo, I'm happy for you that you're happy, but my dating life sucks, and part of it comes from what happened with me and you almost mm-hmm. years ago. And mm-hmm. I'm, yo, like that's crazy. But I felt it, like I, you know, I couldn't be like you're lying. Like that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hear around. Yo, I feel you. Like I do feel you. Is that must feel bad? You know, the person that caused so many of your trust issues that you mm-hmm. wasted time with. You know, um, you feel like it, it hurts the relationship today. And I even had a conversation with a woman I dated. Or this was years, this is like right when I started kind of changing my mindset. Me and her had a conversation, and that was the first woman I genuinely apologized to. Mm. And, and, you know, I just I just gave it gave it to her. Like, I was like, yeah, I was a text, and I was like, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I know I spent so many years <laughs> making you seem like you were crazy. Like, mm. I think legit thought she was crazy because of me. I spent so many years making you you were crazy. Like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, that, it's kind of wild. <laughs> He, he was playing. He was playing the mind tricks on him. Yo, yo, I'm like, I'm like, I really had people thinking you were crazy. Like, and don't get me wrong, she was a little rambunctious. You know what I mean? But she wasn't yeah. like she. A lot of the things she did was understandable. Now that I thought back on it, I'm like, mm-hmm. I was doing a lot. And she was like, she was like kind of happy. Like she was like, yo, you know what? Like this is a great conversation. Do you mind if I go and post it like on my social media? Like I won't. I'll mm-hmm. take your name out or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Like, you know, this could be a good lesson to other people to do better to go apologize, bro. The comment, she posted that joint on her on the gram, and the, yeah. the caption was like, when your when your fuck boy boyfriend, when your fuck boy ex comes to apologize because you always been right, like it was something real. <laughs> and I'm like, I deserve that, but I, I ate it. I took it. I didn't. Take mm-hmm. it. Oh, I'm not gonna make no big deal. So, hundred uh, yeah, percent. It come with guilt, but I, I I deal with it as it comes, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think too, I, I think you know, kind of speaking to like how you did apologize to your exes and and how they said like their relationships, you know, I guess since you have been kind of shit. I think sometimes like just an apology, like someone owning up and coming to you and saying, "Hey, it wasn't you the whole time," you know, I apologize, blah blah. blah. I think that could work wonders, you know. I think there's power in, in saying sorry and apologizing and kind of owning up. Um, you know, kind of to what you did. It definitely is like a, a relief. I feel like a lot of times we walk around, even if like we know we weren't wrong, um, 
but if someone, you know, kind of like I said, paints that picture that makes you look crazy or look stupid, um, when they come around and finally say, Hey, you aren't crazy. You aren't crazy. You aren't, you know, you weren't doing this and that. I think that can sometimes, like I say, even though, you know, it's your, it's your core that you didn't believe it, but just getting that kind of confirmation from them can kind of be a, a relief and kind of a weight off your shoulders for sure. So I definitely commend you on that though. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what are some, some theories, I guess, on why men go through the fuck boy stage, or I guess we kind of touched on it, um, where it's kind of just, you know, built in us. Right. But do you think there's a, do you think there's a way, you know, I guess if you're talking to your, and I, you kind of mentioned it in the article, you know, you talk to your, your nephews, if you're talking to them, do you think there's something you can say or kind of some advice you can, you know, kind of bestow upon them that would keep them from it, or I guess kind of, you know, keep them from not going as deep into it? Or do you think it's kind of just something each man has to, you know, kind of experience itself? Um, I think it's a bit of both. Um, like mm-hmm. even with my nephews specifically, like my nephews, uh, friends of mine are just slightly younger than me in college. Like, I think the first the first approach I always take is to like let them know I'm one of them. Like, <laughs> like I'm not the dude who was you know trying to get married at 15, who always was respecting women. Like, I wasn't I wasn't what we would have considered to be a cornball. Like, I was never mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to know, like, I was out here doing with, like, yeah, my jersey in the Raptors. Like, just like, <laughs> I was out here. So, I said, you know, and not, and not, once again, not to brag, but relatability. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, you don't want the dude who was from the suburbs and went to Harvard talking to the kids in, the, in, in on the block. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you don't relate to him. You know what I mean? You got mm-hmm. him who from the streets and who made it out. So, that's mm-hmm. kind of, I'm like, yo, I love. So, when I talk to my nephews and stuff, when I talk to my young boys, I'm just like, Yo, I I did what you're I did what you're doing. I did what you've done. Like, you know, like Hove did that. So hopefully you don't gotta go through that. Like that's yeah, what yeah. so it's so I tell them that and I tell them my experiences just to be like in their head. Now, do I think they're gonna learn and do it anyway? Of course. I do think so. I but I'm hoping like they can learn from one mistake instead of having to learn from 10 mistakes like I did or learn from a hundred mistakes like my dad or, or learn, not learn at all. Like some people. Yeah. yeah I mean, so it's like, I'm going to tell you this, is what I'm going to say to you, do your thing. And yeah, you're going to do your thing. But also, even if you mess up, at least you got somebody to come talk to about it. Cause you, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, you feel me? So come back, talk to me and I can advise you on how to move further. So, um, yeah, that's what I say, man. Like, you know, they, they don't learn from it. Everybody got had their own experience. You can't, you can't, yeah, you know I mean, I can, I can pull you to the water, but I can't make you drink. You know what I mean? But 100%. at the same time, it's like, I'm going to just tell you my experiences, understand what I did, how I got here and, you know, do your thing. And hopefully you just end up better than, than most people. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully one day you got your, you know, your, uh, your name in the rafters, but for the right reasons, you know, <laughs> You can, that's what I'm saying. You can still play the game and be good. Yeah, yeah I mean, you don't gotta be. I've seen some guys. Now, mind you, it's maybe one out of ten. But I've seen some guys who was playing the game. And they was playing right. It was like, yo, you, you got no fouls. Like you was not yeah. all clean shots. Like that's nothing. Like, but, it, yeah. got, but most of the other players, y'all you know I mean, it's nah, man. It's a bunch of elbows and yeah, like, it's sloppy. It's sloppy out there. Game. Like they just not move, and, and that's. That's what I try to avoid. Like, yo, at least, yo, do your thing. You're young. Have fun. Have I mean, I'm still young. I'm talking like I'm 50. But, yo, yeah. it up, like, do your thing. But at the same time, yo, just be – because there's a lot of women out here who try and have fun and have the time of their lives, too. Mm-hmm. Together, just be 
upfront, honest, and considerate. That's all. I, that's all the acts, real. For sure, and I think, and I don't know, it's just if it's because we've gotten older and like you know, women recognize kind of you know what guys are, and they're not trying to push us in certain directions as much. But I feel like as I've gotten older, just like before, I would try to like hide, right? Be like, okay, you're my girl, and then like I'll be talking to like five other girls, telling them the same thing. But like I feel like now, like if I just keep it real, like hey, I rock with you, I like you, but this is how I'm moving. And I feel like women are a lot more receptive to that, which I didn't think like in a million like. If you'd asked me that three years ago, I would have been like, women would never go for that. You know what I mean? But um, I definitely feel like you said, if you're going to play the game, just play it right. And like you said, if if a woman falls off because she doesn't want to play, you know, within your rules and you got to kind of let her go. But the whole manipulation thing, I think, is, is is bad, you know, bad for her, obviously. But I think, you know, when you look back in your in your past, you, you know, when your, your jersey's hanging up in the rafters, you're going to have a little bit of guilt. You know, we want to we want to avoid that. <laughs> Right, and the thing is, too, even like like you said, if we think about it, kind of going back, we talked about how what we teach men, what we teach boys, and to become mm-hmm. what we teach girls, and they become women. And now we're saying like, oh, as we got older, men are a little bit more upfront, and women are a little like are a little better with it. That's because mm-hmm. how we're trying to unlearn our past behaviors, they're unlearning that behavior too. As they, you know, when they were pre-teens, teenagers, early 20s, they think, oh, I'm, I, I want to get a husband. I need a family. I need to have my Bentley and my dream home and my two kids by 25. <laughs> they thinking all that kind of stuff, right? But then once they actually start getting to take careers and obviously they probably dealt with some trash dudes, but they realize like, yo, man, men aren't everything. Like my, exactly. my goal isn't to get a ring on my finger. I don't have to worry about, you know, keeping my quote-unquote body count low. Like that's mm-hmm. Nobody care no more. We we late exactly. 20, late twenties like yo miss get to your bag, go mm-hmm. on vacation. yeah I mean whatever go on a vacation meet a dude knock him off and come back like do whatever you want. <laughs> like I'm saying like as you say like yo it's like we we're all just trying to figure out this life thing and we all want to have a good time like mm-hmm. so as kind of all understand that we we unlearn the predator and prey mentality. Yeah, you know I mean many women ain't running. It's like, yo, we're just in here doing all our things together. So that's, and that's, oh, I seem like that as we get older, women just seem more like chill and relaxed. Like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, oh, that's what you're trying to do? All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that right now. I got the time. <laughs> it's funny. I was just on Twitter, like, right before we got on on this call. Um, and it was like, it was like a video TMZ had with Kendall Jenner with Devin Booker. And, you know, of uh, course, she was like, she was dating Ben Simmons, like, I guess months ago or whatever. And somebody had put under the comment, um, damn, she's getting passed around by all these players. And then and then she kind of quotes me and it was like, Why are you acting like I don't control my pussy? Like basically right. saying, I'm passing them, like I'm I'm playing with them, you know? Right. Shit, why, 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 y'all act like I'll control who I throw this cooch to or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like <laughs> so it's like women are definitely, you know, I think women are applying pressure to these dudes because now, like you said, you can't you can't shame a woman because she's fucking you know, five dudes at a time. Because she's like, hey, I make more money than you. I'm living my best life. I'm doing my thing. So it's, it's making men step up to the plate and, you know, kind of recognize, you know, what's, what's really what's really important here. Um, not her body count and stuff like that. And I, I remember before when women would say things to me about, like, the way I was moving, my thing was always, yo, I'm moving this way, but I always know I'll be a good husband. Like, when the time yeah. I'll be a good husband. But uh-huh. these women, too, they can, like you said, they can do all this, all about They're like, yo, when it come down to it, I'll be a wife. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I'll, I'll have my own money. 
I'll know how to support myself. I can take care and I'll do everything else you need. Like, so it don't, it don't, it don't really matter at the end of the day, man. No, nah, for sure. What I, what I will say though, I do think we're at like this, <clears throat> this like weird crossroad in like dating where I think because women are becoming so empowered, right. And they're, they're fighting for their, you know, much deserved, you know, you know, uh, you know, conversation to be heard, voices to be heard. And I think men are still not all men, but some men are still kind of like, you know, trying to hold on to that, those same, you know, ideals of like the man's the leader, the man's the one who calls the shots, blah, 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 blah. I think yeah. there's like this weird, like, we obviously still like deal with each other because we're attracted to each other. But I feel like men and women don't really like each other, if that makes sense. Where it's like, it's like, it's just like this like tension between men and women that I, that I think is like, it, it obviously I think it'll, you know, pass once, you know, things become just a little bit more, um, you know, clarified, I think more so on men's end, but I do feel like it's a, a lot of tension between men and women, um, you know, kind of, especially in like this age group that we're in. How do you kind of feel about that? So you think it's like, you think the tension is kind of like on like this, like kind of leader, leader of the pack? Yeah, exactly. It's like men are still trying to like maintain their foothold as the leaders, but then women are coming up quick, very quick. And I feel like women are starting to say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not standing for that, that whole, you're the leader of this this household or I'm not going to, I'm not going to cook you dinner. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not cooking you dinner. We're both working 40 hours a week or I'm not going to, you know, give you head when you tell me to give you head because I'm, I'm pulling just as much weight as you are, you know? Um, right. So I definitely think it's interesting though, how, how we're kind of navigating the relationships for guys who are like still in that same like macho man mentality, you know, where it's like, I'm the head of the household when I say it goes, you know? Right. I think, you know what? I, I'm going to say this, man. It, it all mm-hmm. depends on like, because I, I, do, I do see that battle. I see it a lot. Like, I've even had, I wouldn't say battle, but I've had some quarrels in my own relationship. I'll say this. It's all about your dynamics as mm-hmm. like, because it's a partnership regardless. It's always a partnership. You feel me? So like mm-hmm. in any partnership, it's like, you know, you always got good cop, bad cop. You got this, you got the, like the guy in the front, the guy in the back. You got a driver, you got a passenger. Like somebody mm-hmm. got something but they're both it's on a road trip right you got you got a road trip you the driver right but your mm-hmm. passenger, that's the person that you you got to run the ox you got to tell me yeah. navigation like you just as important as me without you the road trip is trash without me we're not going nowhere it's exactly two, two parts to it and like you know what i mean neither one is more important than the other so i said to say we sometimes like you said that battle that battle i think mm-hmm. is dumb to be honest with you i think i understand For sure. dumb because like I'll, I'll give you a few examples. One of my um, one of my old heads, he he's married, and him and his wife get into it. Him and his wife get into it because of that. Like she, she she makes more money than him. She's extremely he's successful, but she's extremely successful. Mm-hmm. But he has that old school mentality of like, oh woman, when I come home, I want my dinner ready. I want this, that, and the third body blah. So she's like, I don't got the time for that. Like yeah. I'm busting, I'm busting my butt. She's like, but if you want that. You need to start making more money, so I can work mm. less. like if you make more money, I'll work less, and if I work less, I got more time to make you get dinner. Mm-hmm. But I'm sad, like I'm the breadwinner, so if anything, I usually make them my dinner when I come home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> either way, either way is cool. Like it's nothing wrong with either way. You feel me? Like in my relationship, exactly. I do majority of the cooking in my relationship. Why? Because I like to cook. Like it mm-hmm. ain't. 
it ain't no like, oh man, a woman should cook. I like cooking. Like cooking is my 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 groove. Like I be in the kitchen just minding my business, listening to me, myself, and I. Like yeah. in my bag and doing my thing. So, but at the same time, like my girl also she'll like you know she trusts me well enough. I say this. I've done. I've made enough good calls in my relationship that my girl mm. trusts me to lead. Like she trusts me to mm. like yo. Like you know, I'm gonna always make the right decision for us, not for me, mm. for us. I'm gonna make the right decision. And also, I trust my girl well enough that if I don't know something, I'm going to her. Like I'm like yo, we got. I what, what should we do real quick? Like I'm trying to figure this out. And whatever she say, I'm gonna listen to because I'm like yo. Mm. You, like I said, you whatever you passenger, I'm driver, driver, passenger, whatever. Like, so people people try to battle that old school mentality when they can you can be both, you can be either, you can be none, you can be a CEO woman making your bag, and you can still be cooking dinner. You feel me? You could be sure. the dude that like you know rubs his woman feet and change the tires. Whatever works for you, whatever your rotation wanna be, as long as it's fair. That's mm-hmm. all I'm Long as it's fair, you know. I joke with my girl all the time. I'm like, yo, once you get to your like your crazy bag, and we talk about kids and everything, I'm like, I'm being a stay at home pop. Like, if you had it, yeah. if you had it I'll be a stay at home dad. Things I joke when I say that, and I mean I am joking because I like to work. But at the same time, if she, if my girl somehow became the next Beyonce, like she was balling, yeah, yeah, working again. No, I'm at home with the kids. Like, I'm happy too. I'm happy with it. Yeah, like, I'm happy, bro. Hey, yo, guess what? Your dinner will be ready. Like, your bath will be set. Like, you'll be straight. You never brought nothing in the crib. Sick That's dope. But at the same time, I told my girl, like, yo, we, the future on. If I'm making crazy bread. You got the kids. You want to stay home. You don't want to work for a couple years. Take care of the kids. All right. Take care of the kids. And I'm going I'm to make sure we got enough bread. And we're going to make sure we good. Like, it's exactly. all partnership, man. But like you said, some people just get into it. And they think they both can't exist. It's like women mm-hmm. saying, I'm not gonna clean, but you better know how to build a house. You're like, what? Like that don't make sense. Like, and then dude's saying like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying rent for no woman. She better bring her own money, but she needs to depend on me for everything. It's like, bro, that yeah. don't make sense. Like that don't. Neither one of y'all making sense with your with your comments. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Worried about partnership, man. A hundred percent partnership is definitely key. So I think this this kind of brings us, I guess, to the the, the next segment here. So you have the you know, you have your your other, uh, you know, post that you wrote, um, how purposely confusing woman turns you into a great communicator. Um, so you kind of want to, you know, kind of touch on that, that, uh, you know, that blog post and kind of what that was about. Yeah. So that that was generated because um, a lot of my a lot of my uh, like the readers, I, like the ex boy post that they actually got a lot of love. It got published. A lot of readers got into it. And mm-hmm. the one highlighting a comment on was was a portion that said um men communicate by mis like men communicate by miscommunication mm-hmm. and basically what i went into it and basically says like we, we sometimes we like to play dumb sometimes we like to act like you know oblivious to things and it's all our it's our way to avoid accountability we see it on twitter all the time where people where they show the girl writing a long message explaining exactly how she feels and the dude responds what you mean yeah, <laughs> it's like dog. You know what she meant. <laughs> you know, like we all, just, we know what she meant. We just rather like we rather be like, what you talking about? Like why? No, what you talking about is more so saying, why are you saying all this? Like, yeah. what made you say this? So mm-hmm. I, 
Like, yo, we like to act oblivious, act like we don't know what happened, act like we don't know why she mad, just so we can say, yo, I don't know what happened, man. She was just acting crazy. So people wanted me to go in on that, right? And again, mm-hmm. I'm not your man bashing Steve Harvey type that's going to be like, yeah, girl, he said this because he said that. I ain't ratting on guys. I don't like breaking guy code to an extent. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I like all the talk and stuff and just have our things. But at the same time, I did want to talk about that. Like, um, and then I realized kind of my relationship, I'm, even though I was such a bad communi- like communicator in the past, mm-hmm. I said my my relationship, I kind of lead most of the communication. Yeah, um, and you know, my girl made me realize that it's almost like when you uh you taking a test and you you studying for a test and you think you don't know it until somebody that really don't know it asks you to explain it and you're like, yo, actually, I know all the material. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yo, I know more than I thought I knew. Like, <laughs> that's kind of how I view me and her. Like, she'll ask me something or we'll we'll be in a discussion and she'll open, you know, she she'll, she'll openly say like, yo, you you gotta explain this to me because you know I never really had to do this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and I'll talk it out. I'm like, yo, I made sense. Like, wow, I'm actually know what I'm talking about now. So getting all those things together, I basically end up was like, yo, let me write an article that basically talks about how I was so bad at miscommunication, like on, on purpose, like how I was just wilding with just not talking to women on purpose and being cut off, but how mm-hmm. that to being so good at communication like i i did it bad for so long it's like i only know the good left like that's all i yeah. know process of elimination and just you know kind of just jotted down ways for people to have effective communication in all types of relationships no matter if it's work mm-hmm. romantic whatever so yeah it, it's it's funny because i i feel like people who are usually the furthest to the left or like the furthest in one direction when they do swing right or swing the other way they become like the best in that, right? So like the the biggest criminals usually become some of like the best preachers, right? Or best pastors or like spiritual leaders. Some of the people who had like the worst diets become some of the like most healthiest woke people out there. You know what I mean? So I definitely feel like it's interesting because and I think the reason that is because you you saw what it was like on that side. So you kind of know how to navigate the the wrong portions, you know? And when you kind of just add the, when you fine tune who you are and, you know, add those good, you know, those good quirks into it, you know, you just become like this, this like basically superhero within whatever you're doing. Um, but what do you think it is as far as like, why do you think guys don't take accountability for their actions? Do you think, you know, like what would you say that reason is, right? Cause I feel like the bad communication is kind of in part because they don't want to take accountability for whatever issue that they're kind of presenting. Um, so what do you think that reason is? I mean, nobody, nobody wants to be trapped. Like, mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody wants to, it's like, it's like, if you committed a crime, why are you going to plead not guilty? Like, yeah. nobody want to be the bad guy. Like, nobody. Mm-hmm. So, it's easier to say, nah, I didn't do that, or I don't know what you're talking about, or nah, nah, nah. Then they just own up to it. Like, it's easier on your conscience, man. It's easier to just say, it's easier to sleep. It's like, whatever you got to tell yourself to sleep at night. So, mm-hmm. you tell yourself. Oh, she was crazy, man. She was wild and she was doing this. I don't know why she was upset. All I did was have sex with her roommate. Like, it was like, <laughs> like yo, you know what you did, dog. Like, but you wanted, like, it's easier for you to say she overreacted or to say you don't mm-hmm. know what happened. And it gets to the point where we start to believe ourselves. Like, we really, yeah. believe, like, she was just upset. She was wild and I don't care. Like, so that's why, man, you don't want to accept accountability because it's too. Is 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 then uh then you gotta admit your wrongdoings and most likely by the time you get to the point of admitting it like 
we're in our 20s, that means you've probably been doing wrong since you was like 14, 15. Yeah. <laughs> That's 10 years of wrongdoing. Like, you're not trying to. That's a lot to unpack. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. So you just like, man, I've been on the wrong road this long. I'm going to just keep with it until, until it catch up with me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Until I got to face it. Um, so you kind of mentioned you were saying, you know, you didn't want to be. So you you communicated in a way that made you kind of impossible to be able to read, right? Um, so what do you, what, do you, what kept you from wanting, you know, women to know you on a deeper level or kind of know you on an intimate level, um, you know, further than just what you presented to them? Uh, a few reasons. One, one, like the easiest one would probably say, because I didn't, I didn't know myself that well. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out who I was. Um, and I mean, we're still am. Like, I mean, we still try to figure out every day. We change every day. But at the time, I was so disconnected from, like, I, I didn't realize some of the traumas I was working through. I didn't realize some of the things that were affecting me, stresses of school, family stresses. Like, I didn't realize that stuff. So I was like, if I don't know, why would I want you to know? Why would I mm-hmm. want you to know me better than I know me? Like, nah. So that was one part. The second part was I was in the game. Like, I'm not trying to – I'm just bouncing. You feel me? So yeah, yeah. Really, for me bouncing, I wanted to be able to bounce out quick. Like, mm-hmm. so I wasn't trying to, like, like I want you to be too close to me. Like, I, the thing is, I would be open with women. Like, I would talk to them. But, like, if I had 100 things to say and I'm dating 10 women, you know, I would tell each of them 10 things. Now, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, now, they all might think that 10 is the only 10. Like, they're going to be like, oh, he tells me everything. But it's like, no, oh, I only told you <laughs> Like, and I told her 10% too. And I told her 10%. Like, they're all no 10%, which ain't nothing. 10 ain't nothing. So I can just dip off as time. I mean, if, if things go south, I can just be like, Yo, you know what? I'm, I'm not really trying to be here no more, blah, blah, blah. And, mm-hmm. and it goes back to manipulation because they think they got this deep emotion, emotional connection. They was like, oh, we had long talks and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, dog, I don't, I don't know her middle name. Like, I don't yeah. know nothing. It's like, and and so that was why, man. It was it was one. I didn't really know myself well enough, and I didn't want them to know me. And two, I wanted to be able to. I want. I didn't want no strings. Like I wanted to be mm-hmm. able to leave. Like all right, I'm out. I'm good. No attachment. No, for sure. And I and when I, when I read that, I, it kind of touched me because I was like, I feel like I was literally, I literally have done the same things. Um, and I kind of agree with everything you said too. And I feel like it just gives you leverage, right? Because I think when you are dealing with you know a woman and say if she knows a lot of like just as much about you as you know about her then she kind of has some leverage in a relationship mm-hmm. um and it, like you said it makes it more difficult for you to kind of manipulate and maneuver so it's like when you give them a little bit even though they may feel like it's a lot then they don't really have any ammo to hit you with when you start doing quote-unquote fuckboy stuff you know or like doing manipulative stuff they're like they don't really know which angle to take you from because you're not giving them enough to pull from so i definitely was like it, 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 times I got shocked when I was talking yeah. talk to somebody and they'll, they'll say something like something a little personal like mm-hmm. one of my nephews or something and I'm like yo how you know that and they're like what like we've been dating for two years like what you mean <laughs> what you, how, why wouldn't I know that like, oh I just did I just never ah. <laughs> I'm stuck I'm like oh I knew that they like oh like that's when I realized like, oh, you getting too close you getting a little too yeah, close yeah. <laughs> I gotta start pulling back a little bit yeah, exactly. So, no, that's that's real. <laughs> um, 
you talked about also in this article, you know, finding a balance within your love languages and your relationship and how, you know, you have your specific set of, of things that you like to receive in your love languages, you know, and it, it differs from, you know, your, your partner. Um, so I guess, how do you navigate that? Right. Um, you know, being able to not only communicate what you want out of a, out of your, your love language, but how to, um, you know, feed into the love language of your partner, if that may not be your, you know, kind of your innate go-to. Uh, it would, it definitely takes, um, like actual awareness. Like you have to be mm-hmm. aware, like perfect. I'll use the real life example, me and my girlfriend, like her, one of her main ones is physical touch and mm-hmm. physical touch is one of her main ones. Acts of kind, acts of service is one of my main ones. So for mm-hmm. her, like, I don't, I don't really need to touch personally. Like that's just me. I don't really, I do get in my little touchy bag sometimes. Like, uh, yeah. but generally, I'm good. Like, I don't need to hold hands. I don't need to. I'm cool. Like, I can sleep, and we don't got to touch each other. Like, I'm super good. Mm-hmm. But I know that's what she likes. Like, I I have to remind myself, like, yo, that is what she likes. That is what she wants. Like, boom, boom. It's again another analogy. It's like if I'm cooking, like. I know how I like food to taste, but if I know you don't like spicy food, I'm not gonna make it spicy. Like I just gotta be conscious. Like I know you don't really like that. Like let me, so let yeah. me make sure you you got your 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 side of food that's not spicy, at least enough for mm-hmm. you. Same thing. So it's like for me, it's like when we doing stuff, I'm like, all right, let me let me hold her hand. Like, and it's not a burden. I don't want to make it spicy as a burden or inconvenience because it's not because it's making mm-hmm. her feel good. As long as I'm making her feel good, I'm happy. So I'll, you know, while we're driving, I'll, I'll, you know, grab her leg, I'll like hold her, like we'll cuddle when we sleep, stuff like that. I'll make sure I like tr- put my phone down for a bit so we can just kind of have time to to talk and chill and kick it. And then, mm-hmm. that, and that's just important. And sometimes, not saying I always know, so she gotta remind me. Sometimes we be driving and she'll she'll hit her leg like, yo, put your put your hand here, dog, like touch me. And I'm like, ah, yeah. I, I, I forgot where I was at for a second, like. <laughs> Got, we got to do those type of things, you know, and the same thing with, with, with mine, like, you know, like, you know, acts of service, like, she knows, like, that's, I like just little things being done for me, like, that is, it was almost eternal, bro, it was almost erotic, like, if you tell me you handled something for me, I'm like, oh, man, like, oh, yeah. that is love. You, you, you're talking to me now, baby. <laughs> oh, my God, talk dirty to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like she'd be like, oh, yeah, I uh, hung your clothes up. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, like, <laughs> It's a good feeling for me. So, like, that kind of stuff really goes for me. And she knows that. You know what I mean? So, it, mm-hmm. so as we progress, she she knows, like, all right, like, he had a hard day. He normally cooks. Man, I'm a cook. Or sometimes, like, I'm going to cook. She's like, I'm going to just order something. Like, yo, food on the way. Just sit down. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. thank you. I've, I've been stressed all day. That's all I need. It's like something takes care of. So, yeah. it's, like I said, it's about that open communication. Understanding what your love language is. Like, literally understanding what you like. Explain that mm-hmm. to me, giving them examples of it. Sometimes you gotta kind of, sometimes you gotta impose your love language on another person because she knows. So the way she knows, I like little things done. I do little things for her, like and and I just show her, like yeah, this is what I like. I'll I'll wash her dish for you randomly just because, mm-hmm. like might not mean nothing to you, but this is how I'm showing you I love you. And for her, she might just rub my head. I'm like, I don't know why you're rubbing my head, but I look at her and I see the smile on her face. I'm like, oh, this makes her happy. Like, okay, so she likes if I rub her head, like whatever. So, well, equal communication. Nah, a hundred percent. And I guess you know, how do you, 
in in relationship style, it seems like you and your you and your uh, you know your girl have you're kind of like equally yoked in your in your communication. But I guess if if you are in a relationship where you have more of a, a dominant communication style, and your your partner is more reserved, right? They don't necessarily speak up when they're like maybe they just do more hints and and, and cues to what they want opposed to speaking up. Um, I guess what techniques or like even in your relationship, what techniques do you kind of you know impose on like a, on your partner that necessarily doesn't communicate it? Like, are you just more hyper aware? of her her cues towards you or or you think it's like is there a conversation you have to have with her and say hey i need you to speak up more or whatever the case is um i think it's i think it's both i would say so if you can't tell i'm a pretty active speaker like i yeah sure I'm, I'm very animated i'm loud podcast coming soon podcast coming soon <laughs> like you know, I'm, Animated, I'm loud. I talk like this is how I am. My 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 girl isn't like even though she she's a speaker, like she can speak to a crowd and she's very articulate, but she don't like speak out like you know what I mean. Like she's real, mm-hmm. she's pretty reserved when it comes to that. Wow. So it's funny. I'm the more like I said, I'm the more dominant speaker. And at first, when we first started dating, that's kind of we liked it that way. Like, like we were having conversations over the phone because I told you we were long distance, mm-hmm. so we talked. And if it's an hour conversation, I probably took up a good 45 to 50 minutes of the conversation, just me talking. Yeah. <laughs> and, then her, and then her just kind of like chiming in. And at first I used to say like, yo, you don't talk much. You good? And she's like, nah, it's fine. I, I like to listen. You like to talk. And it mm-hmm. was good. Wow. Right. But then after a while, things would happen. Like she would be having little bad days or she would be stressed or whatever. And she wouldn't talk to me about it. And. You know, and I would, but mind you, I might have a bad day too, and I'm venting to her like, "Yo, this happened at work, and this work. <laughs> and I'm not realizing that I'm unloading on her while she's carrying her own baggage. And mm-hmm. you know, eventually, she eventually it got to a point where she had to talk to me. She was like, "Yo, like I just gotta say, sometimes I'm going through my own thing, and I don't speak up about it, but like I'm letting you know now it happens." So mm-hmm. with me being a more dominant person, me understanding that sometimes. I don't have to, I'm, I don't just leave the conversation for me. I leave it for her too. So if mm-hmm. I catch myself too much, I'll stop and be like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, how mm-hmm. you been? Like, what's your thoughts on this? You know what I mean? I'll bring her in. I'll open up that space. And sometimes she don't even open up all, all front. But I'm like, yo, yeah. come on. Like, yeah, and, and, and as soon as I got to let it rock, I'm like, you don't want to talk right now? Like, it's, it's, like, I'm like, how you doing? She's like, I'm fine. I'm like, something going on? You just don't want to talk about it? And she'll say, yeah. So I'm like, all right, at least I know something's going on. We won't talk mm-hmm. about it. We'll talk about it later. You know, and even like I said, with the check-ins, that was like kind of my idea. That was a time we can sit down and just talk. Like this is this is a dedicated time for that. So I guess to answer the original question, like it's up to the person who's more dominant to be aware of that. and, and But also hopefully the person who is pretty like laid back with speech at least they can, hopefully they can uh, kind of express that. Like, hey, I need you to help me kind of get my voice to talk to mm-hmm. you. Like, I need, you're obviously stronger in, in talking than I am. So you kind of need to carry it more. That's just natural. Somebody's stronger than the other and they carry it more. So like, yo, mm-hmm. like, pull the conversation out, lead the conversation for us to have effective communication. For sure, for sure. Um, and and kind of lastly, hit one of the one of the last points you touched on, um, you know, in the article. Or there's two. There's two points, um, and I want to touch on this because this is actually important. Um, evaluate and then speak. 
Um, and you kind of spoke to it, you know, um, at the beginning of this conversation. Um, but what, what would you say, I guess, advice? Cause you did speak to, you know, how you guys take time, you know, to kind of, for your check-ins and think before you, you kind of go into it. Um, but I guess what advice would you give to someone? Cause I think for the most part, people do struggle with that, you know, being very, you know, brash in their delivery, right? They're just like, when, when it's on their mind, it's an issue, they just jump straight to it, right? Um, so I guess what are some kind of tactics that I guess you would kind of, you know, help someone who struggles with being able to evaluate and think before they speak? Like any, any? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, first, like, like legitimately take time. Like, I know it's mm-hmm. hard to say. I've struggled with that because sometimes people just want to go at you. Like, they like, nah, yeah. we're going to talk about it right now. We gonna talk about it right now, and while we this, you like nah, like give me, give me a, give me a couple minutes. Like let me just sit down and just like really put my thoughts out. Cause it could be like, man, it could be something like a fake example. This never happened, but like I could be out with my girl, and you know, she a dude say hi to her, she say hi to dude, and we keep it pushing. Now I'm upset, and I'm mm-hmm. a, I want to punch dude in the face. I'm like, yeah. oh, was while dude grab. Like that, blah, 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 blah. But really, if I sat down and thought about it, I'm not mad at that. I'm more so upset she didn't introduce me when she, when she said how to do. Mm-hmm. That really might be what's bothering me. Like, that might be the core. Not because she, I don't, generally, I don't care if you hug a guy or whatever. I care that I wasn't introduced. Like, so sometimes you, so, but mind you, now, let's say I just went off at the handle. Yo, why would you hug a dude so tight, blah, 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 blah. Now she mm-hmm. thinks, all right, I won't hug dude, whatever. Then next, you know, we meet a woman and she don't, she do the same thing, don't introduce me. And I'm like, yo, what's up? And she's like, that wasn't even a man this time. Like, why do you care? Like, like now she's confused. She's confused at what's wrong. And I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. it's not, think like you got to actually ask yourself what's really bothering me. And then say like what it is. Cause sometimes what's bothering me got nothing to do with them. It's an insecurity within yourself. Like, it's just something to work on. And, and with that, you should still say that, let them know. But it's, it don't require a response. Like you said, everything isn't a conversation. Some things is just an FYI. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like a, hey, I was bothered by this. Got nothing to do with you. It's something I got to work on. Like, that's just it. Like, so, um, with, with, yeah, with the evaluation, man, like, just really sit back and what's coming on. And then, like I said too earlier, like, think about how you want to say it. Think about how they receive information. Like, mm-hmm. that's a big thing, man. Like, is one thing I talked about in um when I said in Confessions of an Ex Fuckboy about like misusing miscommunication to communicate, I said it's like if you if if somebody asks you directions and they they speak Spanish, you know they speak Spanish, and then you give them the directions in English, and then they get lost, but you like yo, I already told you. That's not that's not communication. You knew they didn't yeah. speak that language. You knew they didn't speak that language. Like, so why would you try to tell them in your language? Same thing, you know what I mean? Like my like full transparency. My girl, she's very direct. She's like ah ah ah. She she don't talk much when she talks. Straight shooter. Yeah, she, ah ah ah. Me like typically, like I like you like we talked about. I didn't really get connected with people. Obviously, in this relationship, I'm very connected. I'm very open. With mm-hmm. that, realizes that I'm I'm pretty sensitive. Like you can hurt my feelings. Like just keep keeping it real. Somebody I care about. Like you say something hurtful, I'm like ah. So <laughs> her, me and her had to talk that out. Like she would say something to me and she would mean all, like she would have such great intentions. And I'll be like, it would really hurt my feelings. No, I say it like that. So she knows like, all right, I can't say things to him. How I would say it to like her siblings or her best friend. She's like, ah, I got mm-hmm. 
a little different so he can understand. So sometimes she'll sit back. I'll see her thinking of something. And I'm like, what's going on? And then she'll like breathe. It's like, babe, I think you should do this. (laughs) (laughs) Put in the effort to tell me something. And I'm like, all right, thank you for telling me like that. I heard you. Because you Mm -hmm. told me I'd have been sulking for 10 minutes on the couch. (laughs) We talking like that. So, um, so I think, yeah, just really thinking about how your partner, how they receive information mm-hmm. or how you typically deliver information and make sure those two like meet up. And also, like I said, just making sure you understand what your, the actual issue is. And I feel like those two things are the main things you have to really sit back on before mm-hmm. you dive into like trying to fix the issue. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, you kind of, kind of were just talking about it, I guess, as, as far as how, you know, she kind of communicates, knowing that you may, you know, get a little, you know, in your bag a little bit. Um, it's like knowing the triggers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you talked about where, you know, it's important that you let your partner know, you know, that the, what you're triggered by, but not making them, you know, walk on eggshells so that you're never triggered because some of their, I think you kind of alluded to, you know, your, your girl does some stuff. I think it's, it, when she says what, I, th- I think you said in an article, it's like, you know, you, can, you can't try to make her unlearn saying what, because she's been doing it her whole life. But you do want her to be a little conscientious of, like, how much she says it. Um, so you kind of want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, nah, exactly. I'll use that exact example. You know, it was like, I was always, like, it's funny. We were both raised similarly. Like, you know, yeah. like, just not, and I think most people have been. If your parents or whoever asks you a question, you don't respond with what, you respond with Yes. You know, mm-hmm. yes, or whatever, something more pleasant. But like, my McGregor has a lot of siblings. Like, so within themselves, they'll respond, what? Like, that's just how they are. And I, I've never kind of grew out of that. Like, I was always in my yes bag. And when I hear what, it, I don't know why it triggers for me that, like, it's an attitude with it. Like, yeah. like what'd you, what, what you say, what for? Like, I, 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 just, I just wanted to ask you, did you want some pizza? Like, I wasn't trying <laughs> So, like, She'll say, what? So at first, I used to let it rock. Like, ah, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Not that big of a deal. But then I think one time it really got to me. And not, you know, I said something. I was like, hey, you, you say what a lot, like, when I call you. like, And she's like, oh, is that a problem? I'm like, I mean, it just sounds really attitude-ish, you know? And she's like, yo, my fault. You know, I'll be aware of it. Now, she's so, now the fact that I kind of got that off, I already felt better. Like, I already mm-hmm. felt better. Ah, I said something. Now she does it like she does it occasionally, but even when she does it, she'll like apologize. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, oh, like my fault. Yeah, like yes, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hey, like we'll talk. So it that's a trigger that like I don't expect her to change that overnight or nothing like that. But just the fact that we talked about it is good. We actually, you know, um, and we talk about we talk about like it's, it's like you said, it's good to know what the triggers are, and so. You, show them like she you know I mean? one thing she had to sit me down recently hope she don't kill me for talking about this yeah. she sit me down recently because you know like we me and her we're like best friends like no no lie but sometimes we cross the best friend boundaries and talk about things that like nah talk about that with your homies don't talk about that with me like yeah <laughs> i don't want to hear about that like it's like I we both do i've been mostly the culprit so i'm gonna i'm gonna take my blame but you know, one time that was hap- that was happening quite often. Now I wasn't noticing that I would kind of talk about certain things that she didn't want to hear, and you know, she sat me down. Like she genuinely sat me down, like like almost like a parent it was like, "Hey, we talked about this before. I don't want to mention it again. Hey, stop talking to me about yeah. that. <laughs> like it's it's getting to me. I don't like it. I don't. I ain't gonna have it. <laughs> like I was like." 
Oh, yes, ma'am. Like, yes, ma'am. I got you. My fault. I was I was wild. I didn't think it was a big deal. But I'm not one of your homeboys. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she was like, yo, hit your homies up. Like, hit your mans up. Like, call this person. Call that person. Write it down. Don't talk. Like, I'm here for everything. Don't talk to me about that. Like, I don't need that. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I got you. So it's, you got to know what upsets you. You got to know what, mm-hmm. you, what makes you tick. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, you end up harboring stuff that you don't know you're harboring. You just getting upset. And you're like, man, blah, blah, blah. And they like, how am I supposed to know that upset you? If you ain't know that upset you. Like, you even know that made you mad. Like, how am I supposed to know? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know I mean? But like, and then also, you know what I mean? But every trigger ain't something that they should be aware of. Like, yeah, I mean, shit, my girl, my girl don't like me snoring. Like, I snore. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> what I'm gonna do? Like, <laughs> I can't, get, I can't turn that off. <laughs> I can't do nothing about that. But all right, like, just, just like you know, but, but what I am conscious of, I try to let her fall asleep before me. Yeah, I mean, mm. all right, like maybe I can let her rock out and then I can sleep because if she sleeps and then I fall asleep, it's less likely she'll wake up. Yeah, I mean, it's less uh, like wake up. But if I go to sleep first, she might it's not. It's over. Yeah. She <laughs> She might not get no sleep. So now with us, with us, like, you know, like I said, with anybody and mind you, it ain't just relationships, it's friends too. Like I got mm-hmm. as me and you as men, like we got homies, we we talk trash on, make jokes about all day. Mm-hmm. I think homies who's made it very clear. I don't like jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you got the you typically got that one homie who he'll laugh, he'll chuckle, but he don't want no don't talk about his mom, don't talk about his yeah. sister. Don't talk about a skirt like nah. Don't nah. Uh-uh, I don't play those games. Like exactly. Dude, like me, my homies know they can make jokes with me. I, t- I pretty much take it all on the chin. I got some homies mm-hmm. that you even look at his sister the wrong way. If you give his sister too long of a handshake, he ready to fight you. But he's yeah, let that off. smoke. Yeah, he let it be known. Like yo, this is off guard. Please respect that. And as mm-hmm. he's, we like yo, we know that's that's his trigger. Don't 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 get too close with his sister, dog. He down for everything else. You get close to his little sister, he gonna want to fight. Just and we all know that. So out of respect, we know, and that's it, man. So out of just with people, know what bothers you. Let your people know. Your people should res- at least respect it. They should respect that about you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But on that note, bro, you know, I, I really appreciate you know you coming on, um, you know, and kind of having this conversation. I think, like I said, I think you're writing some you know meaningful pieces here. Um, it's something I kind of wanted the listeners to be able to, you know, pull from and be able to, you know, learn from. So I appreciate you coming on and dropping some of these gems. Um, Say, so yeah, let the people know where they can find you on, you know, your socials and everything like that. Uh, man, definitely. Uh, yeah, my socials are Cree More. So C R E E A M O O R E. So that's my first name, my first and last name, my middle initial. Um, that's that on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my links are my bios for any of my like any articles that I have, any of my blogs. You want to find them, they're right there. Uh, and bro, yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. Like, you know, I'm glad you reached out. I know we got connected a while back, but I'm glad we had this opportunity to do this. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, likewise, likewise. I'll make sure I, um, I uh, hyperlink both your um, both your articles in the uh, bio of the podcast episode so people have easy access to it. Um, yeah, just make sure y'all, you know, follow the What We Want pod. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, and share. And, um, you know, we'll catch you next time.